I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to the Two Star Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, and David Cameron sexual partners from the various animal kingdoms. Uh, welcome to the Two Star Podcast. This is episode 51. My name is Daniel, and my colleagues are... Abs- Graham? Yes. Good. My name? I didn't know who, I you, I didn't know who you wanted to like speak first. philosophical statement. My colleagues are... They, well, that's not even true. Yeah. I was. I will be. And my I, other I have... colleague is... Adam. Good. Excellent. The memory test begins. And we have a special guest returning today, um, dueling with me, it seems, for ownership of the podcast, uh, Chris from Dorset. Hello, Chris from Dorset. Hello, I'm Chris from Dorset. I was waving, but you can't see that. I'm very yeah. happy to be here again. I resent your entire presence and your challenge to my authority, so let's just get that out of the way as quickly as possible, well, along with the burning sexual tension. I'm hoping that, that me being here will force you to up your game. Mm, mm. Okay. Or right. well, maybe cool. not. So, I'm going to try being a little more professional and shutting the fuck up of my or various things that are making beeping noises. I have no intention of doing that. Um, so on the subject of upping one's game, sad, sad news today. Brucey has claimed a true titan of the world in that Muhammad Ali was unable to fight him off. This is tragic. Um, I hadn't realised quite how awesome Ali was until I saw all the videos of him talking trash and hitting people very hard with his hands, and I approved of his consummate skill in doing both of these things. What are your thoughts? I uh, I liked all of his human rights stuff. I didn't know much about that. Yeah, that was good. I, I quite enjoyed uh, watching all the people in so- on social media um, accusing him of being a coward and saying that people shouldn't in any way celebrate his life uh, because he was a draft dodger. I enjoyed uh, Donald Donald Trump saying that he was excellent, having said that there aren't any Muslim sportsmen. Yeah, that that was pretty funny. So, um, it does beg the question though: How did Brucey do it? I mean, well, I don't know, but I mean, he was he was too ill to attend his wife's. Um, she had a party that she was launching a candle or something, as if that's a fucking thing. Launching and, a candle? Uh, well, like throwing like it really hard. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, you tell me. You're the candle launching experts, um, and he was too unwell to go and do that. So, uh, but he had some heart surgery, and his wife says he is on his way to a recovery. And you would think so too, after eating a soul like Muhammad Ali's. That should keep him going for months. Well, yeah. 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 No, I mean, I can't. I can't say that. I'm surprised that he's returned to his murderous ways, but. There did seem to have been a bit of a lull. Yeah. I thought maybe we we kind of we were safe for a while. Well, you know what it is like what it's like with these vampires, they um they hide, they lull you into a false sense of security, live in the normal world as normal humans for written and then bam. Um I mean, there's no way he's gonna last out the year. No. It just that couldn't happen. I mean, you know, when when you're you're taking the souls from other people to sustain yourself, uh, ultimately you reach a point of diminishing returns and mm. like, you know, you need more and more souls just to to prolong your life for a little bit longer. I mean, it's got to be reaching a, a critical point now. So, I have a question. Um when Brucey eventually sort of runs out of souls as it were and and passes away himself, does that mean people are going to stop dying? Well, well no. no. I mean, he isn't like, the only cause yeah. of death. At no point did did Bruce Forsyth suspend the normal rules of death and oh. take over the role himself. Oh, that would, that okay. we know of. I don't know. Well, yeah. as far well, as we I mean. know, it, we have no evidence to suggest it. Um, and on that basis, we could claim that literally anybody was doing the same thing. Um, what, what year was he born? Let me just check. Sixteen uh, twelve. Uh, yeah. So. There must have been death before that, but maybe he is, maybe he's a reincarnation of a, a previous demon or something. I don't know, but either way, like death will somebody, continue. Somebody will fill his. Death uh, will continue without role. Bruce Forsyth. I mean, think of all of the non-famous people that have passed away. Um, I mean, you probably can't because you don't know them because they're not famous. But yeah. I mean, statistically, they will have been. Otherwise, we would have a serious population problem at this point. Mm. Yeah. 
They um they're just down to uh normal unfamous people um harvesting souls. Yeah. But we don't care about that. It's not our jurisdiction. Okay. So we can establish that um Brucey is ailing but still capable and probably death is going to continue much to everyone's uh, chagrin. So on the subject of damaged and weird souls, what the fuck is going on with Noel Edmonds? He's lost it, isn't it? He has. I Brett. don't know when. When did he last have it? Um. Well, that's true. I mean, he's because a, a little while ago he did this whole. Is it like uh, radio positivity or something that he does, which you know is all very kind of uh, crystal healing and uh, what's the word that he has? It's like a basically bullshit is the word you're looking for. Yeah, like believing that if you just really ask the universe nicely, oh, cosmic do, order. That's the one. It'll do whatever yeah. you want. Sing- he wanted a very average but massively overrated um, tea time quiz show, and then the universe gave him one. Yeah, I have to admit, I I have watched Deal or No Deal once, and I more or less couldn't bear it. Is there some like secret to it that makes it? No, no. Well, it, is, they... it is people randomly picking boxes and then going, "I'm really bad at math, so I'll take the offer." Well, no. If you believe there is some. Um something other than just a random element to it, then yes, it's very exciting. But you have to uh, be a bit deficient. Yeah, I once a, had a, an argument with somebody about that where they claimed that the um, the chance the chances of, of the you opening the box that had the maximum money in it was always the same at every point throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, are they trying to adapt the Monty Hall problem? Uh, no, they just weren't very bright. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they honestly believed that at the point that there were only two boxes left, it, you still had the same chance of getting the top prizes if it was many. Okay, I've just been invited by a cat, actually, <laughs> back. I mean, that is supposed to have been locked away, but it's somehow snuck in from somewhere. Cat. I do find there to be a, uh, a certain level of joy uh, watching people who clearly don't understand probability grappling with the concept. Mm. They'll say, oh, well, 250,000 was in box 21 yesterday. So there's no way it could possibly be in box 21 today. You think, well, that's it's unlikely, but there is, a, there is a probability of 1 over 22 that's going to be yeah. in that box. Mm. And that's, that's quite fun. I, I enjoy it when people say that they've got a system and that they, they know and they've, they've got a game plan. And the game plan is just open some boxes and, and play the odds it's not yeah it's it's no more than it is but people um people really lose their minds about it but uh yeah so well his latest thing in case anyone hasn't seen is uh that he has got a magic box uh and he went on twitter and said that this magic box could cure depression um Stop okay, aging, and and he said tackle cancer, which I think is carefully worded to avoid falling foul of the 1939 Cancer Act, which forbids the advertising of cancer cures. Um, and then instead of uh, saying, actually, no, that was a stupid thing I said. I'm very sorry. He told somebody who has cancer that that was called co- that maybe that was caused by his negativity and something to explore. And then he went on. I mean, uh, negativity is a carcinogen, isn't it? So yeah, you may have a point there. How and then he went on. Um, uh, and then he went on this morning today, um, and said that it had this magic box had cured his prostate cancer. I mean, um, I, I'm a fan of harsh punishments for this kind of thing, but making the man go on this morning seems cruel and inhuman. Well, he did get to sit and look at Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. Okay, there is also this slight problem that. Uh, you have to be very careful when it comes to cancer cures because it is specifically illegal to make claims about miracle cancer cures. Yeah, we just said that. That's why he used the word tackle. That's I, a very careful word. What, like, sort of just dived, grabbed it around the legs and pushed it to the floor? Yeah, I could tackle you right now. It wouldn't stop you from uh, killing me. I can see that being very useful if you have a cancerous rugby player sort of growing out of your spine or something. But... Um, yeah. In other circumstances, it seems a bit limited. But um, some tweets he uh, sent the other week was a picture of, I can't remember the exact items, 
Um, he said, I have photographed a cherry, a stone, a fir cone, um, some other stuff. And there was just a picture of all these items he had listed. And then about 20 minutes later, he said, I have stopped photographing now. <laughs> and, and that was his output for the day, which I quite enjoyed. That was harmless. That seems like entertaining Twitter. And then, but a couple of weeks before that, he um, put on a dress and did this video uh, saying that the BBC was rubbish, basically, but sort of rambling a bit incoherently. But he got now, on trending on, each because time. because he is the guy that's going to save the BBC, isn't he? He's going to oh, buy it yes, from the government does. for a pound and he's going to put adverts on it and that will make it better. Are you sure he's not well, going to save it by wiring it up to an electronic box or something? Well, I mean, maybe I that's part of his plan, but... He clearly yeah. is the saviour of the BBC. Maybe it's just negativity that's killing the BBC. It could yeah, be. Well be. And um, but each time he's, he started trending, and I thought, oh, pedo or dead, but it turns out it's neither of the two. I mean, in fence, if you had to guess with Noel Edmonds, you'd be going pedo every time, oh, twice on Sunday. He, he is a very, very positive man. He will never die. Yeah. And but maybe, maybe the um, his magic box is what's been uh, propping Brucey up, and maybe we need to take Edmonds down. Mm. Even they might be in cahoots. Yeah, well, I mean that would explain how um, he was able to take down Muhammad Ali because I can't see Bruce having the strength to do that on his own. No, no, this is this is an interesting theory. Whereas with Edmonds assisting him, he could dress up like um like a lollipop man or something. Or Mr. Blobby. Everyone loves well, I say everyone loves Mr. Blobby, everyone tolerates Mr. Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's not good for stealthy attacks. I mean if that was a, a hitman mission, I don't know that you'd get through with like do you get a gold star or something? I've never played it, I don't know. I imagine well, you get no, a gold but I mean, star. If you no, don't get a gold star, would, then what's like, the point? Nobody would think that you were suspicious. Exactly. Like, nobody would be stupid enough to, like... That's like, you know, breaking in somewhere uh, to, like, do a robbery dressed in, like, a black and white striped top and a face mask with a large bag over your shoulder that says swag. No one will believe you're actually there to rob the place because nobody would be that stupid. So you're saying that a a Mr. Blobby outfit is the equivalent of a high-vis vest and a clipboard? Yeah, basically. Hmm. Like, who's going to question a bloke dressed as Mr. Blobby? Even better... Mr. Blobby with a high-vis vest and a clipboard, because that is absolutely something Mr. Blobby would have done. Mm. That's true. And if someone did challenge you, you could just tackle them to the ground, and uh, everyone would, nobody would try and stop it, because it's so funny that they'd just laugh. Yeah, exactly. Perfect crime. Mm. In fact, I might go you know, rob a bank or something tomorrow, dressed as Mr. Blobby in a, with a high-vis vest and a clipboard. I assume that the Mr. Blobby is just padded out with the EMP pads, um, Noel's magic box, which coincidentally, his daughter um, is a former director of the company that distributes them in the UK. But I don't think that's related to his no, daughter. I mean, that sounds like a complete coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so, Noel Edmund's daughter, not Mr. Blobby's daughter. Uh, maybe the same, same person. Mr. Blobby and Noel Edmunds made sweet love and a, a hideous wraith was born. <laughs> called uh, Charlotte Edmonds. Fair enough, yes. Um, lovely. So, Noel Edmonds, going full ick. Um, Graham? Ike. Ike. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never actually heard the, the name pronounced. What's that? Yeah. So, anyway. Um, well, no, I think, I think we, we need to... About. I think we need to educate Dan. It's not a nickname... Yeah, oh, it's because of David, David Ike. Are you familiar with uh, with David Ike? Vaguely, I've just never, lit- I've literally never heard his name spoken out loud before. Okay, well, David Ike is um, a gentleman who used to be a goalkeeper and then decided that he didn't want to be a professional footballer anymore. He would instead un- uh, reveal to the world that he was Jesus and that the royal family were shape shifting lizards. Mm, yes, I, I do remember. And he maintains that stance to this day, which is admirable. Yeah, I mean, that shows real dedication to your, your bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think or, I think Noel Edmonds is... Well, well, I mean, that would be uh, egg on all of our faces, wouldn't it? Mm. If anyone's Jesus, it's going to be Noel Edmonds. He's got the beard. And, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel that's like somehow box. offensive stereotyping. What, against beards or against people who can't grow beards? I mean, either. Oh, okay. 
But anyway, I think Noel Edmonds is about three tweets away from uh, from taking over from David Icke as the resident nut job. Well, I mean, in which case, Icke better up his shit. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. He's been quiet recently. Okay. So, Chris from Dorset. We, um... I can see you've bought lots of material. I'm absolutely appreciating the enthusiasm, and I'm not at all fuming and grinding my teeth and death yeah. going through the... So, um... Hipster News. Take it away. Amaze us. Impress us. Well, yeah, Hipster News. Um, this ties in with... <laughs> this ties in with what are you uh, drinking? So, but we don't want Geek News Radio to think we've stolen the item, so we need to think of a different name for it. Which I suggest... Well, uh, in, um, our, in our defence, we have discussed what we've been drinking on the podcast before they even started... Yeah. Podcasting. Uh, we just, you know, we we had the class not to make it into a fucking feature. So you're you're just bringing it back, really, reviving it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we could say, "Tell us about your tipple." That sounds quite jolly, doesn't it? Oh God, we're gonna have this again, aren't we? Yeah, it comes out fine in the edit. Don't worry about it. Just uh, just try and fill in the blanks as best you can. <laughs> okay. I'm, so, uh, I'm what did you hear? Say it back to me. Um, it's just every, every time you're about to say something important, it's like, I think we should call it just silence. I, I think it's GCHQ. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't actually have an idea. So it's muting your microphone. Just really. muting you're just pretending that you're going through a tunnel. Yeah. yeah. I, I prefer to believe that Chris is being um, censored by GCHQ. It's funnier that way. Well, I, I think it's probably hard them to do it. So, uh, Adam... Tell us about your tipple. Um, I am drinking a delicious glass of Ribena. Ah, good. Which, which vintage? Uh, 2016. Ah, uh, good year. Graham, tell us about your tipple. Uh, I'm drinking a German beer called, uh, you probably won't have heard of it, it's quite obscure, it's called Budweiser, <laughs> which okay. presumably is means, I don't know, like, bloody water or something good so Dan same question to you I am drinking some mixed berry squash right it's very nice okay Chris what are you drinking well I'm drinking a very hipster drink I'm drinking water and the reason that's a hipster drink is that uh they're going to open a water-only cocktail bar in London. And frankly, it's about time. Mm. I, for one, yeah. have frequently wanted to go to London and thought, I want to pay for some really overpriced water. Yeah. So there you go. So, so that's... I, I have to ask, given that it is water, can it really be classified as a cocktail bar? As there is only one. Well, presumably there's many different types of water. Like well, yeah, but unless they're mixing them together. And deionizing It's not really water. a cocktail bar, is it? It's just a bar. Well, well that's, a, that's a cheeky idea, isn't it? To have one part Perrier and two parts Thames tap water. Yeah. Well, if they're but not then doing you that, so, I mean, I think that would still be pretty tenuous, but at least then you could reasonably argue it was a cocktail bar. Um, uh, do they not do that? Or is it seriously not a cocktail bar? It's just a bar that serves a shitload of water. I mean, it's just, just water. Yeah. That is the shittest cocktail bar I've ever heard. Mm. Well, it's slightly better than a bar a few years ago in Shoreditch that only served tap water. What? Isn't that just a public toilet with a tap aren't you not uh, allowed to charge for tap water it was something uh, it was free okay but it was it was some kind of campaign about clean water somewhere oh well that's different if it's like a, if it's a, you know if it's like an awareness raising thing rather than a or an art thing, thing or something then I'm not too fussed about it yeah uh, I was just reading the um the, the the article that you linked and I quite enjoyed the uh, the the bit about the one in Los Angeles that had uh, a water sommelier mm. um, who would presumably recommend to you the uh, appropriate water to go with your meal. 
Mm. There's a, it says that in Belfast, there's a hotel that's got a similar one last year with 13 exclusive varieties of bottled water, the most expensive being £26. Fuck off. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if you are stupid enough to pay £26 for a bottle of water, frankly, you deserve everything you get. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there is that. It's not really affecting normal people as it is. No, I mean, there's a, there's a limit to what I'm kind of willing to get outraged about. And at a certain point, you just think these people deserve their water bar. At some point, you could almost think of it as like a redistributive tax because they're going to have to pay VAT on this ridiculous overpriced water. And it probably okay. doesn't cost anything. So it's just basically a way of fleeting rich people out of lots of money. Well, I suppose there is that. I kind of approve of that. Maybe we should set uh, up a water bar. I mean, I don't actually like know if water is vatable. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be, would it? Well, I don't know if it's a luxury brand. Ah, that's true. Yeah, if it's mineral water, it would be a, a luxury. Some luxury mineral water, water is sold, go for over mineral water sold as a beverage is standard rated for VAT purposes. Um, so generally, if you sell it as a drink... Then it's vatable, but I don't know. You could probably argue with HMRC. I don't like what, what other um, what other reasons would you sell mineral water for? Uh, like really poncy showering, like uh, I don't know, doing a fancy wash of your car. Um, Isn't there I somewhere a ridiculous celebrity that does do that? Probably. I bet um, in London there's like hand car washers where they just use Evian and it costs £400 to wash a car. That sounds eminently plausible. It certainly does, does it? Holy fuck, I just read the line that says some luxury brands of water can go for over £100. Yeah. That's quite ridiculous. We are in the wrong line of business, aren't we? Yeah, we need to like open a bullshit bar that sells shit to idiots. Mm. Isn't that basically everyone's great business idea? Well, yeah, but they were smart enough to actually do it. I mean, to be honest... They probably had a lot of money to start with. Yeah, we don't know how successful it's going to be. It could be a complete failure. I mean, given our track record on this podcast, it seems a fairly likely outcome. Well, no, I mean, I was talking about the the water bar they're opening in Selfridges in London. Oh, I was talking about... It, It may not be a success. Like, we might be looking at it going, oh, this is ridiculous, but so might everybody else and literally nobody... Poison. Oh, imagine if it sunk Selfridges. That'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, it I'll tell you something that, uh, and financially. I'll tell you something that you do know things about that you could sell, and that's definitely cheese. Hmm. Based yeah. on Adam's well thought out list of how yeah, he, yeah, he does it. have a list of uh, things to consider. Yeah, perhaps you could set up a shop that somehow organized cheeses based on those preferences so i'll have something from the efficiency menu and the waiter just comes and stuffs it into your mouth and kicks you out the door yeah <laughs> the context <laughs> of this cheese is that um i have recently separated from my partner and i'd like to melt some cheese so it's kind of uh it, what? Who gives you the context? Does the waiter give you the context like an improv uh, class or something? No, I think you would say um, the context of this particular. Oh, I see. Cheese and then they recommend a cheese to go with with your. Mood. I've had two pints of beer and an argument with my friend. Yeah, and he'd say, "Oh well, you probably want a fairly solid cheese because you're you don't want anything nice. crumbly because you're so annoyed." Yeah, you'd end up crumbling it, it before your, it got your to your fist. mouth. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I mean, taste and texture, I suppose, are sort of things that they would sell cheese based on in a restaurant already. Mm. I think context is everything with cheese. You sound someone like, somewhat like GLaDOS. It's quite funny. Who's GLaDOS? It's a reference that Chris isn't going to get. Um, I don't know what that means either. Oh, it's the villain from Portal. She's very funny. Okay. And also a computer. Yes. Which is presumably why you sound like her at the moment. Yes. Oh, am I sounding computery again? 
Occasionally. Periodically. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's that's quite good. Yeah. I, I like that. We'll all get it in post. To, ah, another gimmick for our cheese shop will be that the waiter is a robot. Okay. How does a robot know about cheese? Are you uh, it'd be just programmed really well. Yeah, you, you just upload some cheese files. It's like give it, give it all the cheese pages from Wikipedia. This is the kind of data yeah. that we should be giving Skynet instead of how to, like, human anatomy. Oh, did you see that, um, speaking of Skynet, which I feel is important for us to bring up again, mm. did you see that article about how Google is um, taking steps to ensure that we don't get Skynet, right? Yeah, yeah, by and just the putting an off switch yeah, in it. The way they've done this is, is by putting an off switch, which is literally why Skynet tries to kill us. Yeah. Because um, we try and turn it off. They're not thought it through, have they? No, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I think the safest things to do is just uh, store it all on one hard drive in one server that's not on a UPS, and you can just pull the plug out and have somebody with their hand on the plug at all times. That's or you can put it on a zip disk, and then it'll just randomly stop working anyway. Well, that's true, yeah. Mm. It w- is... Uh, a hyper-intelligent, artificial intelligence software system likely to be more than 100 meg? Uh, well, you have a couple of zip disks. Okay. I'll I mean, expand it. Obviously, you'd, you'd you know, be halfway through a particular calculation and it would just pause and say, please insert disk two. Yeah. But, you know, I could live with it's that. It's a price to pay, really. Why well, slash 10? Please insert yeah, disk two. I think one way to control... Robots like that would be to give them a really cool job, like a cheese waiter. Mm. And I think that would they so much job satisfaction that they wouldn't try and destroy humans. Well, but they wouldn't be able to taste the cheese, would they? I mean, that might drive them insane, having to constantly yeah. report on how delicious cheese was and how much it augmented people's emotions. And having all the delicious cheese more emotions that they can't enjoy. Mm. Seeing us enjoying the cheese, knowing that they could never taste it and experience that themselves, that that would ensure our destruction. What if you let them smell the cheese? Can they smell? Uh, well, then you'd have to program you smell sensors. Them, uh, smell port of some kind. Well, does uh, the technology to detect smells in computers it must exist by now I mean it does exist but it's not well, it's, it's, okay. it's, you know, it's basic cool. well yeah but I mean but that's but not the same thing that's just that's being able to analyse something as opposed to actually being able to, to so, but there must be say. something that you could use to detect taste as well because taste and smell are sort of the same Mm. I don't know about taste. The smell stuff I know has been done. It's not been done for uh, primarily for food and stuff. It's for like bomb detection and, and mm. other bombs things like that. What uh, bombs smell? That's well, it's, it's being able to smell the chemicals. Um, what do bombs smell of? Ammonia. Well, ammonia or I don't know what C4 smells of. But but then all they need to do is like put in some aftershave. Well, yeah, but I think it's like you know, like drug dogs. Like you don't. You, I mean, you ultimately can fool them, but they're quite good at detecting the, like, you know, coffee that you've shoved your cocaine in. Mm. Do you know what I refuse to accept that, That's concept. really cocaine coffee. Mm. What I refuse to accept as a concept is umami. Why? Umami's Wasn't that... No, there are four tastes. We're not having another one. And if we are, it's not going to be called umami. Yeah, it is. It's lovely. Love umami. It's not. It's not. There's sweet, sour, bitter, and... Uh, Salty. Oh, yeah, salty. Umami is just a combination of bitter and salty in a specific proportion. It doesn't exist. No, it's no, delicious. No, I love it. it but, but isn't that like saying the colour orange doesn't exist because it's a mixture of red and yellow? That's a good point. Right, so two things I refuse to accept uh, <laughs> as concepts are now umami and orange. <laughs> what what are on the colour purple? Uh, some ways it could be said to be half orange because they've both got red in I'll move on to purple when I've sorted orange out okay that seems reasonable so um, I once once had an argument with uh, somebody at school that um, about the primary colours and he was convinced that they were red yellow and green whereas I knew that they were obviously uh, red blue and green as everybody knows and um 
his argument and his evidence was that uh, he had seen it on Art Attack when Neil Buchanan had said that they were red, yellow, and green, and he is a quote top artist. I'm slangry about that. Twenty five years later, that was my joke done. Okay, that went straight over my head. Yeah, but the point I'm making is that he described Neil Buchanan as a top artist. Who is Neil Buchanan? Oh Jesus! But he was the guy who hosted Art Attack. You're not paying attention. Was he? Was he Tony Hart? No. No, I don't care. Then Tony Hart was Tony Hart. I know Tony Hart was Tony Hart, and if it wasn't Tony Hart, I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, actually, Neil Buchanan was ITV, so you wouldn't have had any way of accessing him. No, that's him. true. Right. No, no ITV allows. That's how I sold. So, moving swiftly away from my upbringing, what the hell is Half Man, Half Biscuit? It's a band, isn't it? And it's the best band of all time, and no one told me about them, and I've just learned about them today, and it's brilliant. They've got, like, 400 albums that I've got to go through. Well, not got to, but I can now explore and go through and listen to and enjoy it, and... They're they're very northern, very English, very um, I don't know. They're sort of folk. I couldn't really describe them, but they're wonderful. I mean, I've been I've been aware of them for years, but I don't think I've ever actually consciously heard anything by them. Yeah, well, you should do immediately, and you should start with the album Actung Bono, which has got a track called um, "For What Is uh, Chatterless." And I will edit it into the podcast now. make-believe have we just listened to a thing yeah so you'll have to listen back to this episode if you want to know what the song was i am referencing well shall we record two alternative endings each and then tell you which one are later okay so i could go wow that was brilliant that was great or if i don't like it i'll go whatever granddad okay so you will have to You'll have to tweet ending A or ending B yeah. um, at, a, at a later time. Okay. But on the other hand, if you don't like it, you're off the podcast. So, um, you know, consider your response carefully. Well, that does. Oh, pressure. Yeah. But um, have, you, have you, I assume you have heard them, Chris? Uh, a long time ago. And oh. I think I heard one song and thought, oh no, two songs. And I sort of thought, oh, this is all right. Yeah, and oh. then I never built on that. Fair enough. It's uh, homework for everyone. It, they, I sort of, I knew the name, and then 
two podcasts I listened to within the last week have both played the same song, which isn't even a new song. It's like 10 years old, but it's excellent. That song that we just played, in fact. Um, and it's got some... Yeah, I remember really, I remember listening really, to it. Really good lines. Yeah. And I remember what my response was. What was it? Um, well, it was either A or B. Okay. But I definitely remember. I remember listening to it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's that's your homework then is to listen to all of their back catalogue and report back next week because they are exceptional and I think possibly my new favourite band. They've got another song called Shite Day, um, which is sort of spoken word but quite angry, and it's got the line, um, "A man with a mullet's gone mad with a mallet in millets." Interesting. Which is, I think, the best line ever committed to song. Mm, yeah, give it that. So anyway, listen to them and uh, report back. But they're, well, I mean, you know, they're doing very well. They've been going for thirty years. I'm sure they don't need our help. Yeah, but I'm sure they want the approval of a prestigious podcast like us. Mm-hmm. We should get them on. Yep. Right. So. Um, we're not going to do my favourite story for till last because it's awesome. Um, but so, Graham, apparently a seagull fell in some curry, and I've seen the photos of this, and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so it fell in a curry at a curry factory, um, and now it's orange, and it's right. very funny. But um, I think that a bad podcast would probably make tedious and predictable bird slash curry puns. So that's what we should do. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got one which I, I think is quite obvious, but also can't be bettered, and that's Seagaloo. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. I um, thought chicken masala, but then I realised that chicken masala is just a curry. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sort of falls falls down a bit. Then. Yeah. I was quite pleased with that one as well. Um, what? What birds are there? Mag magpie, mag grass pie? No. Yeah, but it, it um, was an albert. It was a seagull. It wasn't a. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're leaving it against seagulls, then the game will be over very, very quickly. I think oh, all right. birds and all curries are fair game. Oh, fair enough. Well, then, I mean, chicken tikka masala. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I'll have chicken dunsack. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to get even more boring. Peeling off names of curries. Okay, maybe maybe one of the rules is that um, chicken is not allowed unless it's a curry that you would never put a chicken in. I don't know if there is. Anyway, um, about turkey korma, turkey dansack. Okay, you don't understand the concept of a pun, really. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, no one else has either. Yeah, no, I I did. Starling Galoo Buddha. Is, uh, gold. Yeah, that is that is a good one. Okay, um, yeah. So, Sparrow... Bombay Galoo. <laughs> you, you, that's just repeating Chris's, but with a different form of... Gull. Oh, I, I couldn't hear him because Skynet attacked him, so... Uh, also, it was a seagull. I think I should get bonus points for that. Yeah. Um... Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? Butter seagull, but with the butt. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh god, Daniel, do you know what a pun is? Yeah, but I just want to say something, and it, it's really you hard. Could, you could never get a job at a tabloid. <laughs> no, this is true. This, this is how ninety percent of the actual skill involved in in being a tabloid journalist. Speaking of headlines, did you see the Sun's really quite appalling front cover f- for Muhammad Ali's death? I did, but I forgot it because it was awful. What did they say? They said floats like a butterfly, sting like R.I.P. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty bad. Which isn't just a bad headline. It's not a good part. Very disrespectful. It's really disrespectful, yeah. and it's not even funny. Like, it's just every aspect of it is awful. Sting like a bee ceased would be better. I'm not sure it would. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be any worse. Dan, how would you have titled that headline? Float like a butter seagull. 
<laughs> probably, yes. But probably more accurately, something like respected boxer Muhammad Ali is dead. Or Do you see Michael Parkinson tweeted that Muhammad Ali was the most extraordinary man he's ever met? It's like, well, don't give me a fucking disease then, you sick bastard. <laughs> Unbelievable. People these days. Um, in other shocking news, I've just discovered that Canada has legalised bestiality. What? Um, Do you yeah. say bestiality or bestiality? Beast. So it's not limited to only bears? No, all animals. Where have you discovered this, and why were you reading <laughs> wherever you discovered it? Well, it was on the front page of the Independent. Right, is that, what it, is that the actual story? Most bestiality is legal, declares Canada's Supreme Court. And that's slightly different, then. They haven't legalised it. It just wasn't illegal. Yeah. That's going to open some fuckbait. There's there's a fairly significant difference between something simply not being illegal and explicitly making something legal. Well, no, you're just splitting hairs. They've issued a clarification. I'm fairly certain a lawyer would would say it was a fairly important classification. Well, Dan, as our lawyer, is it a fairly important classification? That's a good point. Apparently I was wrong. Nope. No, yeah, I'm sorry. turns out uh, that Dan, I've consulted the legal department and Dan was correct. Mostly because regardless of how it came to be, apparently in Canada you can fuck animals and that's fine. Whether this is... I'm intrigued by uh, the distinction it says most bestiality is legal yeah so well, then where's the line that, yeah that leads to the question where is the line where's the line dan well, I, I don't know where's the line which animals can i fuck in canada <laughs> well i'm assuming pigs are okay because um well obviously um they would, would want that um i'd assume I all the animals up to him you know smaller than your knob would be right out and yeah okay that's a reasonable uh that's a reasonable place to start isn't it then you, what if you've got a very small knob? Then that means you can have sex with an animal that a well-endowed man couldn't. Yeah, there's got to be some bonuses to it. Sure. Well, then there's one well, grey area. Then you can't have grey area in law. That's the whole point of law. It's black and white. Well, there's no. no room for negotiation. No, you can That's have how um, every law is written. You can have questions of fact. You know, all you have to do is measure the sorry remains of the animal against the dude's tiny knob, and there you got your answer. All right. Okay. Anyway, following that brief distraction, um, Chris has my uh, favourite story of the week. Chris, would you like to read the headline? Uh, Okay. Georgian vegan cafe attacked by sausage-wielding nationalists. I love this. I haven't read the story yet, but every part of that headline makes me happy. (laughs) Mostly because I like sausages. I'm hungry now. Are you going to okay. elaborate on the story at all, anyone? Or are you just going to read the headline? Well, it's just a, it's, that's, the title is sort of the story. Is there was a um, there was a vegan cafe in Tbilisi, and uh, they were a bit shocked because a far right group um, burst in and threw meat on patrons' plates, and it led to a brawl. So they came in with uh, wearing sausages around their necks and carrying slabs of meat on skewers. Uh, and then they uh, attacked customers and staff. So there you are. I think it's um, as crimes go. It's uh, it's a fairly shit one. Mm. They they're wondering if the motivation is that the cafe is popular with foreigners and members of the LGBT community. Uh, so perhaps the far right extremists were trying to challenge that rather than just veganism. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's slightly more reasonable, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't say reasonable. Reason is probably um, the wrong word. Listen well, in Insofar as any reason can be applied to the situation. Perhaps more logical. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, a funny a funny title. Yeah, it was a good story. Um yeah, unfortunately, I believe that Chris from Dorset has won this round against me. So um, clearly I will have to go away and take my own life in shame and despair. Perhaps you could regroup in your upcoming trip to Canada. Oh, yeah. Very funny. Rest and relaxation when you're uh, bursting hamsters. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
I wouldn't be allowed. My penis is too mighty, etc., etc., etc. Well, you're the one who know, you're the one who has read up on the law and knows exactly where the grey area is. So that screams. Uh, where is the grey area on a hamster? Well, Dan will show you if you let him. <laughs> Depends what colour hamster really, doesn't it? And on that horrifying, horrifying note, I think unless anyone's got anything else they want to talk about. There must be a bird curry pun. There must be a good one. <laughs> I think Bombay Galoo is is as much pun as you're going to get. It's got gull in. It's fine, but there's a there's something better. That, well, yeah. hang on. Did you, not, did you not hear my first one? Sea no. Galoo. Yeah, yeah but Bomb- well, that's what... a sea galoo isn't a curry. A Bombay Sag- Galoo is. Or Sagaloo is. Sagaloo. Sagaloo is a curry. Mm. Yeah, see, so that's the best. Ne- neither of them are, are particularly satisfying, and none of us are going home until we've got one that's really good. Just, just come up with one later and shove it in post. No, that's not Literally how that works. Going to Google bird curry puns. No, if you Google it, then you're off the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you will sit here all night until somebody comes up with a good one. Well, I'd be very suspicious of anyone who comes up with a good one that they have Googled it. Yeah, but I mean, Dan can't Google it because you'd hear. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 I've got my iPad. Oh, God. <laughs> well, okay, Dan is instantly disqualified if he comes up with anything too good. There's some fucking awful bird puns on the internet. Nothing to do with curry, but... Oh, um... Are we allowed non-Indian curries? Um, are we, are we looking, what are you thinking? Well... There's the big Chinese supermarket is Wing Yip, so maybe there's some, maybe there's some, I don't know, value in that. Uh, if you widen it out to Thai curries, then there's a lot more material to work with, isn't there? Well, like red Thai curry. These ones. Well, but there's like rendang and. Um, well, that's the only one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Right, we need to find a list of curries and a list of birds and cross-reference the two until they sound faintly amusing. And that is how puns are born. Okay. This is getting quite desperate. <laughs> I will Google lists of curries. I am. Korma. Is there a bird that sounds like korma? Cormorant? Ah. Yes. Oh. Cormorant. Okay, chicken cormorant. That's our oh, excellent um, pun. So. so, are you going to edit that back in so it arrives at the appropriate nope. place? That is for the <laughs> listeners to to edit it with their mind. What's a cormorant? It's a seabird of some type. Fishes okay. with a massive droopy chin. Rogan albatross. Oh. That's pretty bad. Right, we got a groan. That's as good as a laugh. That that can that concludes our pun section. No, no, it's... I just found a big list. Let's not give up yet. Gull phrasey, sort of. <laughs> Gull phrasey works. That's not bad. Yeah. So I've got a really bad sort of joke pun type thing. Uh, an albatross fell in the vat of uh, West Indian curry. Jamaican? No, it did it of its own accord. Oh, fuck off. That's not even, like, vaguely clever. It has nothing to do with the fact that it was a bird or a curry. Did you read that or make it up? No, I mean, like, the the the, the, the quote-unquote punchline is completely unrelated to everything else that occurred. Like, yeah. it's just a shit joke that has had some, like, random context shove around it. It's from the old joke, isn't it? My, my wife has gone yes. to the West Indies. Yeah, Jamaica? Jamaica? No, of course I didn't make her go, what the fuck is wrong with you? That would, what kind of animal do you think I am? She, she likes it. I think that's how the joke goes. Pretty Talk much. Um, right, so, I mean, we've successfully established that Dan shouldn't be allowed anywhere near jokes, but... Yeah. We've known that for a very long time. I think if Dan knew what a pun was, he'd, uh, he maybe would have done better. Yeah, maybe that's... Maybe None that's of you have come up with anything better. Yes, we have. We I came up with Roman Albatross, know what which is puns are. Yeah. Roman Albatross is awful. Yeah, I came at up least with yeah, with Galoo. Yeah, well, which Dan's come up with is, is saying like a Sparrow Booner or something. 
So on that shocking bombshell, um, have we finally given up on curry puns? I, I would like. I'm given up. Time. We succeeded. It was a yeah. successful venture. Fantastic. In that case, I declare the curry puns thing closed. Has anyone else got anything they want to talk about? Uh, well, oh, there's loads of things, isn't there? There's some football there's going to be on. Oh, England are only 270 minutes away from being dumped out of another tournament in the first round. Yep. Football yeah. starts tomorrow. Well, actually, are, we, um, are we all okay with Jamie Vardy being a big racist now that he's um, playing for England? Is he a big racist? He yeah. is a big racist. Um, I'm kind of basically at the point that most, well, many professional footballers seem to be awful. And I try not to think about it too much. Okay, I don't so think limited necessary to footballers. I think just most oh, yeah. people. I just didn't know if we were still meant to say, well, you know, he's a racist, so we don't like him. But I mean, his, I mean, his, his ability to kick a ball over outweighs the negativity. Well, um, not necessarily. I think much like with um, you know people who are authors or directors who are terrible people, you mm. can separate their work from their behaviour. You can still think they're a terrible person, but like. They wrote a good book, so we yeah, need to be separating Jamie's art, uh, Jamie Vardy's art from from. Yeah, him I think so. Like we can we can say he's very good at kicking a ball, but he's not a very good human being. He's also quite good at kicking like Pakistanis. Yeah, which you know, but I mean, separate. I, to be fair, he hasn't actually kicked any Pakistanis that you know of. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I still watch Strictly Come Dancing, despite the fact that Brucey is a conniving, murdering monster. But we obviously don't watch it because he hasn't been on it for like four years. Well, no, obviously, but, you know, in principle, I could, if I so chose, watch reruns of Brucey Strictly Come Dancing without feeling conflicted. Okay. Mm. But, yeah, that's, I think that's how we have to look at it. I still yeah. eat curries, even though um, seagulls swim around them. <laughs> Maybe because seagulls swim around them. Mm. Are you going to end this or what? Yeah, fine, we're done. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs>